Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. We're doing a series here on the Price of Business about uh, uh, really how sports relates to business. You know, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, who's been on my show many, many times over the years, is the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and several other uh, bestsellers. I regular on the program. He has said often that uh, one thing that he had always uh, encouraged people to do is to get their kids in sports. And the reason why is that sports, unlike academia, academia uh, demystifies failure. Um, in, in academia, you know, if you don't make a, a passing grade, it, the consequences are catastrophic, and it's so black and white. You either fail or pass. You did, you know, you did good. He goes that kind of demarcation of thinking undermines uh, success, the, the development of success. For sports is great. Uh, even the most uh, outstanding teams have occasional losses, and they're used to that. And they look at the, and they want to look at that as growing opportunity. So. I like doing uh, stories, and we're doing a series now, and uh, focusing on uh, sports from di- very, very diff- uh, different business-related perspectives. And one of the first people that uh, came to mind uh, to me when my, my producer said we were going to start doing this was my guest in segment. He was on too long ago, back in uh, uh, right after COVID began. Jerry Rollins is a professional hockey player and uh, has now parlayed a lot of that into a great business career. Uh, Jerry, and you have an excellent book, by the way, Forcer to Entrepreneur. Uh, glad to have you back on the program. Tell us a little bit about what uh, your business experience. Of course, you've got to mention your, your professional experience because it, I think, weighs uh, heavily into what you've done professionally-wise in business. Kind of gives a little sense about yourself. Yeah, so, um, you know, growing up in Canada, my father was played in the NHL as well, so I was exposed to sports at an early age and grew up in locker rooms because my father went from playing professionally to coaching and then at an early age left home to go away and play junior hockey in Canada, which was the pathway to the major leagues back then. Turned pro at 20, um, had an indistinguished career for five years. (laughs) I played with all the greats, but I wasn't great. And then went into business and applying the principles I learned in sports had a tremendous impact on me in business. Um, as, as you mentioned, team sports, you know, winning and losing, uh, you know, you, you get paid for production. All of those lessons were very important as I went into business. In business, uh, luckily, my first job was in a great training ground. I learned a lot about, you know, learning about growing, uh, managing, uh, making business profitable. My next four enterprises, I was a hired gun for equity where I joined small businesses, um, built them and grew them to, with the exit in mind or a sale in mind and did that successfully for many years. Um, and uh, through that uh, journey, I learned that, you know, not having a college education or a business background was a great impediment in my business career. So I joined peer groups back in my early 30s, which really gave me my business education other than just learning through experience. So 10, 11 years ago, sold my last company, and now I have a business coaching for executives of business uh, that 
we have members all over the United States, and they join us on a monthly basis for business peer group meetings. So that's what I do today. Very good. Talk a little bit about uh, your book, which uh, I think is, uh, you know, a really interesting take. It really brings a perspective very similar to what we'll be focusing on today. Yeah, so, you know, my book was really written because all of the people that I worked with, I worked, you know, in these peer groups, I worked with really smart people who ran large multinational firms, and I was always surprised because many of them went to Harvard and Yale and USC and Notre Dame, that when an issue arose, they'd come to me for the information. And I was quite surprised at that because, you know, they were all much smarter than I. But what I learned is that I gathered data and information through the years. I was a journaler back in the day and still am to this day. I just do it electronically now. And so when somebody asked about a specific subject matter, I always had something for them to read and my notes through the years, which I put in a concise fashion, and that's how the book came about. So instead of saying, um, you know, here's an article, I say read chapter seven, <laughs> and then we'll talk. And so yeah. it's made it a lot easier when I'm coaching people to have a reference point that's sim simple simple in its delivery and anyone can utilize from, you know, college students to, you know, entrepreneurs to existing large companies. Yes, I like that. I like that. Uh, essentially, uh, you know, they talk about it now. There's a great book, in fact, uh, published by uh, Writer's Digest called How to Blog a Book. And that's essentially <laughs> what you did. <laughs> you yeah. didn't know you were so, doing that at the time. So, you know, but, but, you know, what I've learned, though, is you need coaching in every category of your life. So, you know, if you want to lose weight, you, you go talk to your doctor and you get a fitness coach, right? And if you want to learn how to write a book, luckily, I met with a great writing coach who at the time, I lived in San Diego, she lived in Nashville. She became my coach slash editor and really was a great education process. So for me, it was an adventure because I really learned how to take everything and put it into one place in a concise fashion. So coaching helped. Yeah, absolutely. Talk uh, a little bit, uh, you know, what you see are the essential elements or the things that pop up when you look at your professional career in hockey uh, to your pro professional career. Talk about how they translate. So the biggest correlation I can tell anyone is, um, you know, I'll kind of start at the start, is great teams in business or in sports are not about great players. Everybody goes, oh, all my, player, all my team is A players. Well, I've been on a team at one time without mentioning names that had three future Hall of Famers, the most talent that I ever stepped on the ice with, and it was a horrible team. <laughs> yeah. We, we, did, we didn't make the playoffs. There was no camaraderie. There was no team. It was all about individuals. You know, we had a rookie of the year on that team. We had the top, one of the top goal scorers in the league, but, you know, we lost more games than we won. And, 
in relating back to that, then I played on other teams that did not have as much talent, but won a lot of games. So I looked into that, and here, here were my takeaways. is uh, A great team has a great coach or leader. And defining a great coach or leader is the same as defining a great player. The great players I played with were the hardest working players that I've ever met. So names that everybody knows like Gordy Howe, Bobby Hall, Wayne Gretzky, Mark Messier, I played with or against all those people. And they were the hardest workers ongoing that I've ever met. Okay? So yes. it wasn't an accident that they became the best in history. I found the same with great coaches. I've had the good fortune to meet some of the greatest coaches in football, college football history, college basketball history, professional hockey history, and they all paid the price. But what I learned about all of them is they were constantly working at getting better themselves. They weren't just asking their players to get better. They were working on themselves all the time. And so Marshall Goldsmith, who's a well-known author, wrote a great book, and it's called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. So if you have a leader who's not constantly improving themselves, how can they ask the team to get better, right? That's the component number one is great leadership. Component number two is a plan, a business plan, a game plan. Again, I work with diverse businesses across the United States of varying sizes, and it's shocking to me when I ask every business, do you have a plan? The answer is yes. And then I ask to see it, and nobody knows where it is. <laughs> and, nobody knows, and nobody knows what it is. And it was my same experience in, in hockey is my great teams that I played on, we had simple game plans that everybody understood, and you knew exactly what you had to do all the time. Never a question. So great teams have great game plans slash business plans. I will tell you that I believe that 70 to 90% of the businesses in the United States are wandering around without a game plan. So I like what you said about simplicity. Frankly, the more sophisticated it becomes, the more the focus is on the plan rather than on the success plan. And simplicity is key for the latter. Absolutely. And, and, you know, so you have a game plan, and then the next part is having a team and building a team. I believe in diversity on a team, meaning I don't want a team with 20 um, A players because if I had 20 A players, there wouldn't be enough pucks for them to play with. So oh. I want to have a mixture of personality types and and behaviors and backgrounds on my teams. So I have that diverse, successful uh, view of how to go about doing business. So I believe that interviewing, bringing people into your team is very important and having a process for doing that and utilizing tools to identify what skills are lacking on your team is very important. 
Yeah, absolutely, no question about it. And, and really, to to just uh, you know reflect on what you were saying about, for example, uh, team versus I. Uh, you want to look at when Chicago Bulls became phenomenal uh, was when Michael Jordan realized he didn't have to do everything by himself. Uh, that yeah. in fact, that uh, in fact, the more he showed the wealth. Uh, you ended up having people like uh, Scotty Pippen, who was probably uh, the second best player during that era. Uh, but no one knew that until he started sharing the wealth of uh, raising everyone up. And uh, uh, before that, yeah, people loved watching uh, Michael Jordan, but it was almost like a freak show, uh, not an opportunity to uh, to win. And uh, so, and you you see that throughout sports, you know. And then I, I I like what you say about the importance of the leadership. I I look at the NA, uh, NFL rather, and uh, you look at the NFL, and uh, thanks to salary caps that uh, are the most stringent in all professionals, among the most stringent in all professional sports, they're largely operating with very similar budgets. But how do some teams become phenomenal and others never get out of the gutter? I have to look at leadership on that. Yeah, and, you know, in, in pro sports, I think you also have to look at the seed above the, you know, I look at in sports, the, the CEO is the coach, but the real CEO is the owner of the team. And when you look at truly successful uh, organizations, that owner is driven to be the best all the time. Because, you know, if you own an NFL team, you, you know, you probably make a couple hundred million a year. So why be any better than the next guy, right? <laughs> yeah. If you're yeah. just if you're just driven by money and not success. That's exactly right. It's almost like a toy. Yeah, I I I can uh, say that. Yeah, I think you just nailed it. You look across uh, all the professional sports, and those owners uh, play a huge role. College football, uh, 80s to a certain extent, but you know there's those those uh, coaches in the football field. Man, it's extraordinary how big of a difference. And you get a coach who will go from one horrible team that they made great to another horrible team that they will make great, and you, you see that difference. Yep. It's, um, you it's know, you can look at six. Right. You uh, can look. Uh, your again, we, go oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You're up. <laughs> We're going to begin to wrap it up with that phenomenal conversation, though. Jerry Rollins really in, uh, enjoyed this. Um, talk a little bit as we begin to wrap it up uh, about the book. What are some who who do you have in mind, audience wise, and uh, what you hope they walk away with? So it's it's really an audience. I think a diverse audience. So. Somebody who's looking for a simple business book that they can, you know, read and take away 10 points that they can apply in their business. But I would also say high school, and I, it might be a bit difficult for some, but high school and college athletes to read it to determine, you know, what I've seen as the biggest challenges in people getting and staying at the top in any, whether it be sports or business. You know, I've shared a couple of the ideas, you know, earlier about how hardworking those all-time greats were that I knew. And I think those principles still apply. So, you know, I think really entrepreneurs, college students, college athletes would be kind of my target audience. 
Yeah, I love that. Thanks so much for being with us. Jerry, your best website for more information. Uh, JerryRollins.com. J-E-R-R-Y-R-O-L-L-I-N-S.com. JerryRollins.com. Make sure you check it out. Jerry, thanks so much for being with us. I am Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. We like to say it's a show that never ends. It continues 24-7 at PriceofBusiness.com. We're always adding new content audio, video, articles, and more. Make sure you check it out. More for you after this.